Well, Jeffrey Epstein is dead. And I'm sure I, I'm feeling all broken up about it. And I'm sure he is, his butt cheeks are burning in hell right now. And I'm finally going to talk about something we need to learn as a society. Uh, how to use the express lane. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about news this week, uh, this weekend, and then we're going to get into something that's about two, three weeks old, and I just never could get to it. It's about two weeks old, and I, I just think there's life lessons on it, and that's why I wanted to go over that, even though the news story is ancient history. Um, first things first, Jeffrey Epstein, the uh, pedophile child trafficker, uh, famous for a billionaire for no one know, really knows how he got his billions. He's facing 45 years in prison uh, while spending time in the Manhattan Correctional, in, uh, Correctional Facility. Um, hangs himself, apparently. No one's really sure of what's happened. No one's sure how he died yet. Uh, he had attempted a suicide last year, last month. And all I've got to say is good riddance. Uh, the news media is blowing this out of proportion. I think they're blowing it out of proportion because there's nothing really to talk about this week. There wasn't much to talk about last week. Uh, only, the only thing we could talk about last week were the shootings and how everyone's a racist who voted for Trump. And I'm sorry, that's not news. That's what's been happening for I don't know how long. But uh, needless to say, the victims are unhappy that he's dead. They really wanted him to suffer. They wanted him to go through the embarrassment. And they also want to find out who in the heck he actually was trafficking to. Apparently, there are some big names in there, including Alan Dershowitz, Prince Andrew, um, uh, Bill Richardson, the New Mexican, uh, the governor from New Mexico, and a couple of others, some, some really big names. So it's going to be interesting. This story is definitely not over. Uh, William Barr, Bill Barr, not at all happy that this guy killed himself. He's he just got off suicide watch. There was nobody in the, there was actually nobody in the jail cell with him, but no one is thrilled that this guy actually killed himself. And, uh, especially the victims, the victims really wanted him to go through some pain through some suffering, but that's not going to happen. Um, there was a couple of weeks ago, there was a great story. I, I thought it was awesome. And I really wanted to do a podcast on this one, but it was a little bit more of a light-hearted podcast. It wasn't vicious. It wasn't, you know, newsworthy or anything like It was newsworthy, but for me, it wasn't. Um, so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the story. And you probably remember this story, but the news cycle goes so fast, it's very easy to forget what actually happened. So here's the story. It, it's infuriating. And it's very simple. So there was a woman named Erica Thomas, who's a state representative for Georgia. She was at a Publix grocery store in Georgia, in her district. She's nine months pregnant, I, and she had a little girl with her. Uh, don't think any of that has anything to do with the story, but she did bring it up. Um, she's at the grocery store. She goes in the express lane where there's a 10 items or less. She had somewhere between 15 and 20 items. There seems to be some argument about it. 
but it doesn't matter. She she was well over. There, there was some guy behind her named Eric Sparks. He only had a couple of items, and of course, he became kind of upset about this and annoyed. So Sparks complained to store employees, and they stated that they couldn't do anything about it. It was not against their store policy. He could address her if he wanted to, but they could do absolutely nothing about it. Okay. Sparks decides to... He addresses Sparks, apparently calls her a bitch or something, and they start going at it with each other. After the trip to the store, this Erica Thomas goes in and starts a... starts a, um, a Facebook... a Facebook rant. She actually goes up. She's crying. It's terrible because... It's so fake, it's not even funny. You could see her, there's not one tear in her eye, and she's acting like she's crying. She's screaming about white privilege. She's screaming that 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 she needed to go back. He said she needed to go back where she came from. Does that sound familiar? I mean, she's just throwing an absolute hissy fit. So, the next day, of course, being a representative for the state of Georgia, she decides to go over and hold a press conference in front of this Publix uh, grocery store. Well, lo and behold, Eric Sparks actually shows up. And he starts arguing with her. He starts basically saying none of that stuff that she's saying ever happened. Now, there are a couple of things that, that really that really should sound off here. One, Eric Sparks is about five foot two. And Erica Thomas is probably about six feet tall. She towered over him. And this guy had horned rim glasses, thick horned rim glasses. He just was the epitome of lack of mascul masculinity. I would have never thought that this guy would ever be a threaten, threaten to anybody. Now, Eric Sparks admitted, yeah, I called her a bitch and we had words, but he never said anything about kicking her out of the country. He never said anything about that. He said, that's a lie. And he said, she actually said it. So what does she do? What do Democrats typically do when they're faced with this kind of stuff? They sit back and they just start talking over him. That's what she did at the press conference. She started talking over him. He was trying to explain what was going on, what had happened, and she would not let him get a word in edgewise, even though reporters were actually asking him. Okay, it gets better. The next day, Erica Thomas, in another interview, an interview again with one of the mainstream media outlets, basically says, no, she wasn't sure if he told her to go back to where she came from. She can't remember, but she, she thought she felt it that way. Oops, now she's rolling back. The police department was performing an investigation per her request. And the police department, after gathering all the evidence, said there's nothing here. I don't exactly know what they were going to charge him with. I mean, if I got into, if I got arrested every time I got into a fight over a grocery store, I'd be in prison most of the time. I'm constantly getting fights in grocery store, especially in the express lane, but more on that later. So the police department, after doing their investigation, uh, gathering uh, the interviews and gathering the tape, the actual uh, security tape, they say there's nothing here. I guess they can't 
convict him of being mean. So, all right. I, I, I'm sorry, you can call anybody a bitch you want. You're, it's not illegal. It gets worse for Thomas. The next day, a bunch of the employees at the store were interviewed, and the employees at the store said, well, it actually wasn't Sparks that did anything, really. It was actually her. She was the one throwing the absolute fit, and she was the one who actually told him to go back to where he came from. So she was actually attacking him. It gets better. Publix Grocery Store releases the security tape. And everything that, that this Thomas had said, you could tell was an absolute lie. She was on top of him. I think if this guy had actually said anything, as a matter of fact, you saw him back up. If she had said any, he had said anything to her, she probably would have beaten the ever-loving crap out of him. So, basically, what this ends up being is you have another left-wing politician, another playing victim, trying to become a victim, lying about it, getting caught in her lie. And, of course, no one is saying anything now. It's been three weeks. Everyone knows she lied about it. But here's the thing. This isn't the real problem here. This is not the real problem. The real problem is, what the hell was she doing in the express lane with 15 to 20 items? I think it's time for us to save Western civilization and talk about express lane etiquette. So let's go and let's do that. Now, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing worse than going to a grocery store to get a six-pack of Bud on a Saturday night because your girlfriend decided that she would rather do her laundry and binge watch El Hombre de Cielos than hang out with you only to get into the express lane and seeing some idiot with 72 items, 76 coupons, and paying by check. It is extremely, extremely frustrating. And I have gotten into multiple fights with me carrying one item. I actually look at my items. I actually count. I never go over the 10 items. I will actually put an item away if I'm over the 10 to 15 items. In California, it's actually mostly 15. It's actually mostly 15 items. Um, but still, it's not good. So let's go over these rules. 10 items or less means 10 items or less. Period. End of story. If you have 11 items, you risk getting yelled at by someone like me. If you're lucky and there's a guy like me behind you, you might get, I might be in a good mood, and I might give the grace period for the number of items. That grace period is probably one to two. Three is a stretch. So if you have 13 items, you might get away with it, but you'll there'll be some grumbling. If you have 11 or 12 items in a 10 items or less line, eh, people will probably just wave it off, shrug it, and not care much. But here's the thing. If you want ultimate forgiveness and you've got that 12 items there, even that 13 items, and you see someone behind you that has a six-pack and some Doritos, let that person cut in front of you. That is pretty awesome. Very forgivable. And people will actually... Say, hey, thank you. They won't even care that you had those items. Now, the next rule is simple math. If you have three cans of string beans, seven cans of beets, does anyone actually eat beets anymore? I don't know. I just figured that out. Four bottles of salad dressing, a head of lettuce, and an onion. You do not have five items. You have 16 items. If the checker has to scan it, it counts as a single item. 
So three cans of string beans and seven cans of beets, if anyone ever eats canned beets anymore, equals 10 items. Three plus seven equals 10. Having 16 items in a 10 items or less means that you are a homicidal sociopath and are the dregs of society. And bad people will get yelled at by good and just shoppers. So don't do it and don't think you're being clever. I understand that we're using common core in schools and a lot of people can't add one, two, three, four, five. But do, the, do yourself a favor. If you're not sure if you have over 10 items, take off your shoes, use your toes, and count up, to ten, count up the number of items that you actually have. Now, there are those who think they can get clever and get around the, get around the 10 item rule or less rule. There's always that four person family who thinks they're going to be clever. They have 40 items, but break it up into four different orders. One covered by the mom, one by the dad, one by the six-year-old son, and the last is covered by the 18-month-old daughter sitting in the stroller. Of course, all four orders have coupons from the purse of the mom and the same check to pay for all items, except they have to use four different checks, which increases the, the time by four because all these checks have to actually be cleared. These people are cheating. They are also homicidal sociopaths and are the dregs of society. And these people, these bad people, will get yelled at by good shoppers, good and just shoppers. Don't do it. I'll even go a step further. There is going to be a special place in hell for those who break up their orders based off the number of family members so they can take their 64 items because they have a seven-person family. You will be in hell. You are a bad person. Just saying. But there's another family thing that happens that really does chat my ass too. I swear I almost spent time in jail for this one. These people will be will buy their 10 to 15 items with food stamps. But then they need to pay for their tequila, beer, cigarettes with cash. They always do this in the express lane. It takes a long time for... Uh, it takes a long time to pay with food stamps because the food stamps have to be done. You are wasting more time. You might as well be paying by a check. Now, this doesn't necessarily violate the code of the express lane because you have to break that stuff up, but it does tick me off, and I'm pretty sure it does. Uh, and I've seen this more than once. The other thing I've seen quite a bit is when these people decide they're going to go in and they're going to pay with their uh, WIC stuff. Um, what WIC is, WIC stands for Women, Infants, and Children, and again, it's a state food program. Uh, they are they are allowed to buy they're allowed to buy through these state um, these state checks. They're allowed to buy things like bread, milk, eggs, baby food, and stuff like that. I mean, just basically health stuff. He or she will pay for the food stuffs with the food stamps or the WIC coupons. And for those who don't know, don't know, it takes forever to actually ring these things up because the checker not only has to validate the WIC check, they also have to validate that the food is covered. And they have to validate, I mean, we're talking, if you're going to buy baby formula, you have to buy a specific 
baby formula. It is really, so these people are actually really looking at this stuff. It takes forever to get these people out. And then if they, they've got beer, tequila, cigarettes, and all, all that other crap that they're usually pay with a $100 bill, go figure that. I mean, they can't afford to buy food, but they can spend all that money on booze and cigarettes. Uh, it, it, it is infuriating. I've actually almost got kicked out of the store for talking about this. Oh, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't buy food for your kids. You have to take money out from the state, but you have absolutely no problem paying for your beer with a $100 beer. A hundred dollar bill. It's just infuriating. That one time, the guy told me, you know, you can leave the store, but I was lucky in a couple of ways. Uh, first, um, the I used a very level voiced, snide comments. I was being a smartass. I wasn't yelling at her, but I was just like, this is embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. Is basically what I said. And I I didn't whisper under my breath, but I didn't yell it. So the guy behind me heard it, and he was laughing. The checker was uncomfortable, and the gal, this was a second advantage, didn't speak English, so she didn't have any idea what I was actually saying. I was using way too big of words. Um, once she had left, then the, uh, the checker said, you know, she's just doing what she has to do. She's doing what she has to do with my check, with my money, and your money, because you're paying taxes for it. And suddenly he was actually pretty understanding just ring my stuff up and that was it this is this is i'm sorry this is really bad and it just shows you the corruption of our system of our uh wick programs of our food stamp programs i mean these people they've got they have money they're just they're just jacking the system up it's really embarrassing um so that's it follow these simple rules which i already do and you will never suffer in internal hellfire and not yelled at by me or others who live a blessed life. Here's the thing. Using identity politics and intersectionality does not make you a hero. Erica Thomas is no hero. She just looks like a very bad person who had too many things in line and decided to use that to make herself into a victim. She's a bad person. Doing the right thing does. Doing the right thing makes you a good person. Life is that simple. Nice and short podcast today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download or listen to this podcast at iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, or, um, or uh, don't tell me, YouTube. If you go to my website, you'll actually see where I got my uh, resources, and you'll see the video of this, this Erica Thomas chick. And you can actually listen. It, it's got a, the video has an absolutely fantastic storyboard to it. It, it just covers it kind of in a... Uh, kind of in a, a timeline way. It's a really good video. So I hope you folks have a nice day. Hey, take care, and we'll talk to you later on this week, probably tomorrow. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.